0: What's up everybody, welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, it is Friday, September 27th, and boy oh boy do we have a show for you, I'm Will Brinson, the host of the daily CBS Sports NFL Podcast, joining me today to do some picks, the tan, the talented,
1: Pete Briscoe. Tan? I looked at myself when I came on, I looked like, I'm as pale as I've ever been, you'd think I was sick.
2: RJ okay. White. You look tan next to me. Okay.
1: Okay. <laughs> And like, by comparison, yeah. I like, uh, I, sh- I should be hiding my face the way my picks are going.
0: Yeah. Uh, we'll get to that in one second. I, I'm growing this beard too, so people won't know that I'm not tan because it's, yeah, it's the fall now. You lose your tan, grow the beard. Uh, if people want to see my luxurious beard or Pete's luxurious tan, you can watch us on YouTube. We are live, like we can see us, youtube.com slash CBS sports. If you love the pick show and you want to get the picks on, uh, Thursday night, I guess. I think it's Thursday night. Uh, the pick, the picks episode is available by Thursday evening. The podcast, the audio version comes out Friday. And if you'd like to dive on in and subscribe anywhere, uh, you can do that, including Stitcher. Their app just got a brand new redesign and it looks awesome. And, uh, so you should go check out all the CBS sports podcast network shows on the Stitcher app. Cover three with Chip Patterson, Barton Simmons. Fantasy football today with, uh, let's see, who's on there? Dave,
1: Richard. Jamie, Adam, Adam so- Azer and Heath Cummings.
0: No, the joke was you don't list Jamie or Adam. Is a joke, but that's
1: fine. <laughs> Is that a joke? Uh, anyway, I don't know.
0: It's fine. Um, Very quickly, let's look at the standings from last week.
1: No, let's not.
0: <laughs> it's hot in here. Oh, man, it's hot in here. Five, one and one for your boy. And I I hit the over the under personally on Green Bay, so I think it should have been six and one. I won't protest though. Twelve, four, and one on the season. season, hitting seventy percent of these best bets on the podcast. I should be up more personally, but I'm not. Whatever. Just ride these podcast bets. RJ White, four and three on the week, twelve and seven. Also scorching twelve and seven, too. Uh, and RJ hadn't even gotten rolling either. And uh
1: well, you know what? You guys Pete? have picked You guys have more wins than I have picks, or as many wins as I have picks. Think about that. Let's, what are you guys gonna? Games? I'm gonna start picking a lot of games too. We watch a lot of football. Winzers.
0: If they're winners, you can have. I balls. would have.
1: I'd be like five and uh, fifteen right now instead <laughs> if I pick more games. <laughs> yeah, you nice. know what? I gotta say. I gotta tell this. Uh, we're on a, a, a text chain, and and at some point during the night on Sunday, I get this picture of Brinson – <laughs> Taking a shot of my expert picks record at the time was four and ten. So I just happen to look over and see what his seasonal record is. It's three ahead of me. Well, he missed the next two, and I got the next two. So you're one ahead of me, Brinson. You act like you're you're like uh, Mr. Handicapper from Vegas. Uh yeah, that's where we pick every game,
0: and not all the winners. Um, I am for the season. You're one 20- better than me. Yeah, twenty four, twenty three, and one. You're twenty three, twenty four, and one. I right. did I just I didn't- say that, RJ? What did I just say? That sounds like one better. <laughs> we last week. Hey, Pete, was the parlay a winner or was it a hey? It's a loser. <laughs> uh, we hit the Kansas City Baltimore over. Man.
1: Never, it, it, those didn't even come. The other two didn't even come close no, to coming in. That Seattle game uh, was
0: a weird one. I mean, that should have covered, I think. Yeah. I mean, they 14 points. Yeah, but,
1: point. yeah you can't be? account for um, kick return uh, defense. A lot of weird stuff in there. Yeah. But the other one had no chance. The other that. One was terrible. that was a bad pick.
0: 28 to three at halftime. The Bears, uh, pick six and all that stuff. That's fine. We're going to get one of these pretty hot. Um, by the way, oh, sorry. We should reference it because you can't see it on the screen, but it was, a uh, Seattle minus four, Bears, uh, Redskins, Monday night football under 41 and a half and Chiefs, Ravens over 53. I'm going to go on record
1: t- saying we weren't close. Let's just agree to agree. Sure. Yeah. That well, last game one, for sure. Terrible.
0: We had a buddy who picked a tease the other day for us. And he went, uh, he went one for four on the tees. He's like, at least we did. He's like, at least we saved us money. It's like, no, you didn't. We lost money on the tees. What are you talking about? He, he how said, did like, he save we, your money? He's saying if we'd bet them all individually, we would have lost more money. It's like, well, yeah, that, that, oh. that, I mean, they're good picks. Person who will rename, remain nameless Garrett. Um, the, uh, anyway, let's dive into our picks for the week. Patriots and Pete, we do what we do every week. We're going to do, uh, X number. Of the, we're gonna do Pete's best bets. Go over the games there. Any consensus picks that we have, uh, we will include in the parlay. And then Pete will bounce out of here. He has other obligations. I'll be joining him, but I'm not leaving. No big deal, Pete. You're um, on after me. They put the talent first. That's right. Okay. Uh, and uh, <laughs> and, uh, and then RJ and I will run through the rest of the games. That way you can hear our leans, our picks, stuff we like. If you want to put your bets in for the week, or you just want, you know, you got a picks pool or something like that. Uh, By the Pedro. way,
1: I feel like this – you, you guys might not know this, but there used to be a guy that picked games called Leonard's Losers way back in the day. You ever hear of him? He yeah. actually – he tried to pick the loser, and he the winner would ultimately be the one that came out because he was a loser. But that's me. That's me. I'm the loser. I'm
0: going to pick all your losers this I'm going to
1: pick all losers. Pick, no, I like my picks this week. Last week, I didn't I, like the board at all.
0: Didn't Kevin mm-hmm. – Clark? I think Kevin Clark did that at the ringer at one point. He was like –
1: So he copied it. He okay. copied them.
0: He was just like so, bad bets. But he picked like the five first like se- bets. But he would go five and oh, because he, like, he knew that they wouldn't come. It's
1: like Hollywood. Everything's a sequel now. Is it? Is it? Pretty much. Is
0: Once Upon a Time in Hollywood a sequel?
1: No. I I is it?
0: Is it? Uh, Have you seen great. it? Yeah, it's great. Okay, That's where I was on Sunday. First half. I'm of the sure.
1: I'm sure. Watching the I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm <laughs> sure.
0: Uh, Patriots minus seven of the Bills over under forty two and a half. Peach, you feeling frisky on this one?
1: Uh to the point where I think Buffalo can win the game. Uh I think- I, lo- I love the Bills. I love the Bills. You're gonna give me seven. I'm taking it. I think they might win they have a chance to win the game. I think hey
0: Richard picked the Bills to win the game too. Come on, Dave. Get off my island, pal. Who did? David, I picked it. I assumed I would be the only one. Dave also picked him to win.
1: That's Yeah. I I like Buffalo in this game. I really do. I think this is a game, and I might switch that pick and pick him to win. Uh but I just think that defense is good. They're feisty. The offensive line for the Patriots is an issue. They lose their fullback. What are they going to do? Right? So for me, I look at that. I know they're going to throw the kitchen sink at at Allen, but he can get outside the pocket and hit a couple throws down the field. I think it's a low scoring game. You're going to give me seven points, I'm taking it.
2: Yeah, I don't know about getting outside the pocket. It seems like they're going to. the game plan is just to knock him around as much as possible. So I would assume that somebody's spying him at all times. But uh, I would also lean Bills plus seven. I just guess way too many points. It's a lot of disrespect for a team that's three and zero and not really a fraudulent three and zero. They've played well. Uh so you're making them at home seven point underdogs. I mean Patriots are good. I'm not gonna sit here and trash the Patriots, but they're not like historically amazing. Even though that defense is pretty incredible. So um because these two teams are very strong on the defenses, my best bet's the under forty two and a half. Uh the unders in these teams game should be six and oh if not for those two fluke jets touchdowns at the end of that game. The Pats D still hasn't given up a touchdown. Go back to AFC championship game. Last time they gave up a touchdown, only three points allowed on the year. They're number one in just about any category you can find, but the bills are top three in, in a lot of categories too. So I love the under. I like the bills. I would sign with the bills too, but I definitely love the under two
1: really good secondaries, by the way, mm-hmm. you know, the bills don't get enough credit for their secondary because white's playing good. Wallace on the other side is really playing good. Mm-hmm. And the two safeties are playing well in the other secondary. Everybody's playing well. In fact, McCourty, Jason McCourty's playing better than Gilmore, and Devin McCourty's playing better than Jason McCourty. That and Jones is playing good. That secondary is outstanding. Well, so
0: I like the I, li- I like both. The, I took the Bills, like I said, to win outright is one of our picks. I mean, I understand it's the odds of the Patriots actually losing aren't high, but I think the Bills are a very good football team, and we're not you can't just you know just give it to the Patriots because they're the Patriots. I also I took the under as one of my best bets. Uh, I'm willing to take either the under or the bills as part of the parlay, depending
1: on what you guys want to do here. I like I already, the under as well. I like the under as well. So whatever. Let's, whatever, let's, let's, let's do both. them both. Let's throw them both in there.
0: I probably well, throw them both. Yeah. Them both. People yeah. can't bet that this is a correlated parlay, right? Yeah, they can. No, you can't.
1: You can't bet the same. You can bet an under and a, and a game in a parlay.
2: It depends. It depends on the total. It depends on how big the spread is. I mean, sometimes they they'll won't let you. Sometimes they will. Princeton,
1: so you, you can do that.
2: Check on your site. You could see that.
0: It, I, bet, I bet you you can. I'll bet you, you bet you, you can make that bet. <laughs> I'm, now you're just betting to bet. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure you cannot bet bills and, and the under. The, oh, yes, you can. It's a to correlated parlay. Uh, maybe you can. I mean, I, I don't think, you can. well, let's not Google it on the, yeah, I mean, I mean, sport. an offshore site is letting you do it. I know that a lot of people can't. So let's just, let's just pick one of them. That way we're not correlated. Cause like it's, so I, I've, I've tried to do that on my site before and it said you can't do that. It's it's
1: correlated. Um, I'm so. good with either.
0: Let's do. I like Pete's plus seven. Let's do plus Let's do plus
1: seven. See, plus you seven. like them to win. You like them to win the game. So you like plus seven as much as you like the under. So let's let's pick them to win plus the seven. plus seven. I just think,
0: I think it's gonna be a game like a like a Mayweather Pacquiao fight where it's just two two people dancing around and sort of feeling each other out, not trying to take shots, not trying to be too aggressive because they understand how good the defenses are on each, especially the secondary on each side. I think there'll be a lot of running. And, um, yeah, I mean, I like, I like the under, but I think, but the if Bills the Patriots are,
1: are going to run and no devil and that hurts them, mm-hmm. that's big yeah. for them. That's, that's
0: big. Yeah. All right. So we're taking, uh, Bills plus seven. Or yes. cost the board. <laughs> and we like the under, even though we're not
1: putting it into parlay.
0: I mean, I would just bet the under separately. I mean, again, they're correlated. So bet them separately. Uh, do, 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 do. that was fun, guys. By the way, Bills five and one against the spread in their last six versus the AFC. Four and one against the spread in the last five games overall. The under is four and one in the Patriots last five games in September. The under is five and oh in the Bills last five games in September. So, uh, yeah, under. So we don't do the under as part of the parlay instead?
1: No, we're putting the, the Bills in.
0: Jaguars at Broncos minus three, the over under a robust 38 and a half. Pete, that's how many, are you 38 and a half centimeters tall?
1: Um, I think. (laughs) Um, Look The Jacksonville defense had nine sacks Last week Mm -hmm. this offensive line Is every bit as bad As the Tennessee offensive line I don't like teams going into Mile high usually but I think they Are going to maim Flacco in this Game I think it's going to be disgusting Garrett Bowles Might be one of the worst offensive linemen I've ever seen They know it they just don't have a replacement for Him the other offensive tackle isn't great They will get after him uh, they will turn the ball over. It'll be very low scoring. If you're going to give me three, I'm taking In fact, I think the Jaguars win the game outright. I think Minshew will be fine. I like Jacksonville in this game. My lean would be to the Broncos.
2: Uh, my concern is with their injuries, but I think they should be laying more than three here. You know, I love Minshew. He's still a 6th round rookie. He's going into a tough home field situation in Denver. So that's not a place where I expect him to have a lot of success. And that Jags offense hasn't exactly lit it up the last two weeks against mediocre defenses. Uh, Denver D hasn't been playing well, but they're going to start getting sacks and turnovers at some point. You're just not going to have zero of each throughout the Of whole. course. Um, and they had a solid game. The offense had a solid game at Green Bay aside from their turnovers. They should have won their first home game against Chicago. That, that bad roughing call um, plus that long field goal means they ended up losing. But I think Denver was better than they've shown so far. And, I, you know, these two teams being equal, you know, I think Broncos probably have a little bit better home field than three. So I would that's why I would lay the three here.
0: Yeah, the uh the injuries have me uh certainly concerned as well. I was just looking at them. They're going to be without, or could be without, Bryce Callahan, Jawan James, and Kareem Jackson, as uh pointed out. The well, they
1: injured. are without Bryce Callahan because he's out for another five, four or five weeks. Right,
0: right, right, but I mean, like that's their three big free agent.
1: Activists. Wolf. What about Wolf? Wolf's Yeah, I mean, he's probably going to miss too. I mean, that's I, uh, a big, I, that's a big law. They're, that team has got issues on that side of the ball now, but they really have issues on the other side of the ball. The hey, let, me ask you, let
0: me ask you something, Pete. How hard do you think it is for a defensive, my, how many defensive coaches do you know that have ever been head coaches outside of Bill Belichick that have called plays from the
1: field since you've been covering football? I mean, it's got to be a oh, short there, list. Yeah, there's not that many, but there's more than you think though. I mean, I, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. There's more than you think. But I mean, like, most of them are kind of established, like, right? You Why know, well, you? It, it bothers it, you that you think it, bo- it bothers you that Fangio's calling the plays. They don't have a sack or a turnover. It's his first time coaching on the field in like 30 years. Now the players got to go make plays too. I mean, you got to win. I mean, you got, what look. You the what first two think? games, the ball's gotten out. The first and, and Rogers gets the ball out if he's not running around. So um, I think more than anything, it's not they had in the first game. They had a lot of pressure. They just they got the ball out. The ball car got the ball out quickly. What is the Bears passing game? Get the ball out quickly. So it's as much as getting the ball out as it is for these guys not making plays. They'll be fine. And this is a good – you're right. This is probably a good week. That's why I think the under is really a good play in this game.
2: Mm-hmm. It's really low though. So it's just yeah. Once you get to the
0: 38 range. This could be, be like the Bears game.
1: Mm-hmm. Low, low, you know low. What you,
0: you, know what you, you know what you could do here, by the way, is uh, if you, you put the bills in our parlay that we're talking about, tease this under and the uh, Patriots under. A two-team seven-point teaser. The Patriots and Bills are scored forty-nine. Uh,
2: yeah. Uh, I don't like, you know, using teasers, using totals and teasers just because the points aren't worth as much. You know, when you're teasing to the line, you're right. talking about a six point, minus right. six, Then my a total journey up to the forty range. So, so it, they're just it's a little bit harder to hit. But uh, yeah,
1: I don't. You know, both these games should go under those totals. So, so. Well, the Jaguars are one of my best bets. You don't like them. You like you would lean to the Broncos. You're not putting it in there. What about you, Will?
0: Uh no, I had the Broncos in my picks, but I'm a little scared with all these injuries, so I will uh steer clear. But you that can certainly be one of your best bets. Boy, another scorcher here. Browns, Ravens. Ravens minus six and a half. Ooh, it is begging you to take Baltimore. And uh the over under is four and a half. Are you gonna be that what do you do, Pete? Are you gonna be that fish? Take the hook there?
1: I'm I'm taking the Browns in this one. I, I think this uh, division game, um, I think they're gonna show up. I think their defense will be okay. It's not been great, but it'll be okay in this game. And they'll come up with something to slow down Lamar Jackson. And I just don't like what I've seen from Mayfield in the offense, but at some point it's going to get going. I'm worried about the offensive line, but I think you give me six and a half points in a game where I think it's probably a field goal game. I'm taking the Browns.
2: Yeah, I don't know that it's going to be a field goal game, though. I had it. The look ahead line was three, it started at three and a half. It got to four. And then now of a sudden when the Browns stunk it up on on their uh, primetime game at seven now you would say play against the the that huge line movie and you're getting value i actually thought it should have been 7 the whole time through so i don't necessarily think there's great value taking the browns here you know they haven't looked good at all there's still injury issues in the secondary though randall returned to practice so at least that's going to help i they have trouble depending the run that remember that game uh, at the end of the last season they gave up 296 rushing yards to baltimore and this this offense looks a little bit more dynamic cuz they can scare you throwing the ball so i don't know how many yards uh, baltimore is going to run for but i wouldn't rule out another 296 uh the ravens haven't turned the ball over once, lead in many offensive categories. Uh, I think they're first in, in points per uh, drive in, in particular. Um, the, the defense got gashed by the Chiefs, but it's the Chiefs, and the Cleveland D isn't anywhere near well,
1: that. Well, so. they gave up a lot of yards to the Cardinals too.
2: That's true. Um, a lot of that was some, some of that was garbage time. Yeah. I mean, they were, yeah. but, you know, Wink Martindale, I going to feast on the Cleveland offensive line. That offensive line is just It's bad. bad. So, it's bad. Um, but six and a half is too it's bad. It's going to be hard to me if you put them in passing situations for Mayfield to have success and you start bringing the heat against that offensive line. So I would take it. I think they win by at least seven. Um, so I'm on the
0: Ravens on this
1: side. Yeah. I'm on the Browns.
0: Yeah. I'm taking the Ravens too here. Six and a half. I'm a sucker for that six and a half. That was, I mean, it was seven. What did we see on the look ahead? RG, like three and a half or something like
2: that? It opened three and a half on the look ahead. Then it got to four and a half before the games kicked off on Sunday and and then it reopened it.
1: By the way, Mayfield's as much as the problem as the offensive line. I went back and watched it. He's bailing at it when there are pockets there. He's not going to his progressions. He's not playing well at Mm -hmm. all, but I still, at some point it'll, it'll click and I don't think the Ravens defense is that good anymore. It just isn't. It's not the same defense.
0: We'll see. It's not as good. Um, one of the things that, it seemed Wade Phillips did a good job at was uh sending different like sending the defensive lineman in ways that Baker Mayfield wasn't expecting it. Is that true? Did you see that? At no, all? I think
1: what's what's happening with him is defenses are are throwing a lot of uh, looks that rotate at the snap and he's not adjusting to it. For example, they'll show one thing adjust right before the snap and he's not adjusting to it at all. He's got to be better at seeing what's happening out there. It's more on him, as much on him. And the line stinks, don't get me wrong, but he's, he's playing poorly. And then Todd Monkin had that, that quote that was like,
2: uh, Odell is singled more than you think. You know, he had that quote this week and right. a little bit of shade throwing at
1: Baker. Like, you and got, Todd will you throw, you to find him. Todd will throw some shade now. I thought that some of that shade was on,
0: uh, was on to Freddie, but do you think it was at, uh,
1: it's on Freddie, exactly. it's on Odell, and it's on Baker. On Baker, too. I mean, if he's singled, throw the ball. Right. He's going to Baker's finish. missing.
0: Here's the exact quote, by the way, on, uh, he was asked on overcoming Odell Beckham getting doubled almost every play. Um, he said, there are more times than you think where he is singled up. You have to find a way to get in the ball. And that is what you try to do. Sometimes he is singled up and you're running the football. Sometimes it's a situational thing. Obviously, when you have a really good player, you're trying to get in the football. That is obvious.
1: He's coming off, he's coming off the reads too soon, too, because he's, I know why he's doing it. He's fearful of that pocket. But at times even when the pocket's clean, he's getting off of them too soon and letting them, you know, like if he's got one in front, it's not right there because the linebackers, there's one behind it and he's not getting to the one behind it. He's got to play better.
0: He had a couple spots against the Rams where he dragged Odell Beckham in, I mean, dragged Aaron Donald into the play as a result uh, of the situation. Um, let's. Yeah, let's see. My son is yelling at me for something, but uh, I'll ask you about the next game. He must, like
1: the, he must like the Browns, too,
0: your son. He <laughs> likes might, the Browns. I, it might be a Brown situation. We'll find yeah. out in about ten minutes. <laughs> oh, my God. Not not
1: really. <laughs> no. Got to help you. I think, I, think he wants, I think he wants some uh, snacks. Some Isn't he a little old for that? But then again, are you? <laughs> Chiefs
0: minus six and a half at the Lions. <laughs> over under 54 and a half. Pete, take it away for one second.
1: <laughs> Look, bottom line for me is I like the Chiefs in this spot. I know you like the Lions. I just think that the Lions are paper Lions, okay? That's what they are. I don't think they're that good. I know they wanted the Eagles. That's a crippled Eagles team. Uh I, I just think that when Mahomes goes in there... His offense, as fast as it is, will look even faster. Their track meet inside there, they're going to run all over him. He's going to throw five touchdowns. I'm taking the Chiefs.
2: Yeah, don't tell me what I like.
1: <laughs> <laughs> because my value says take the Lions. But, no, I'm leaning to the Chiefs as That's
2: well. That's what I you thought know. you would say. They're dealing with key injuries, some key injuries. Fisher, you know, Damian Henman practicing. Tyreek Hill, obviously, being out. Uh Lions look good so far. They didn't surprise me. But the Chiefs are, are going to just... Gash them on offense. You know they're going to score how many many points they want. Lions are twenty third in points scored per drive. Their run game's lagged, so Kansas City's awful against the run. Um, but if you're not establishing the run well, anyway, I don't know the, how, how much that's going to help. So I think indoors, like you said, Chiefs can turn it into a track meet. Chiefs can score whatever they want. I don't think the Lions can keep up. Over
1: is the best bet. My best bet A yeah,
2: fifty four and a half is high. The Lions have to do their part, and we don't know if they they will be able to. Um, but uh,
1: I think there's going to be eight touchdown passes in this game.
2: It could be. Um, you know, I would say Chiefs get to 30, and then you're just begging that the, the Lions can keep up with them. Right.
1: So I think 38-28.
2: Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. I mean, I I do like the Detroit defense when they're not playing Kansas City. I think right. they're actually pretty right. good this year, but, yeah, this is going to be hard to stop. The Detroit Patrick
1: defense on. is good at stopping teams that don't play like Kansas City. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they could load up, play the right. run well, but you, and when you can throw on them, I think there's going to be a problem for them.
2: Yeah, and you would think that uh, the the Chargers would have been a, had success with right. their good quarterback there, but they were able to get that game dirty
0: because of the bad offensive right.
1: line. And they fumbled on the one yard line.
0: Right.
2: So, uh, but that was still a low scoring game anyway. isn't
1: this, yeah.
0: this isn't going to be a low score. No game. hell no. Great analysis. I couldn't agree with you guys uh, <laughs> potentially anymore. <sighs> um, you know what? Patrick Mahomes has never played in game indoors in the NFL. Did you guys already talk about that? What was that? No, yeah, he hasn't. All the Patrick Mahomes road games so far have been outdoors. Right, this is the first his, one. First one in his career in indoors in the NFL and his numbers in college, Breach wrote right about this, are yeah.
1: insane. One was at the like, Superdome again I think it was against um was it against yeah. Tulane or something, I think. I don't know, that's right. Yeah. 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 I mean he He's, look um, his numbers were insane in college, wherever he played. Right. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> yeah, but it was like his numbers indoors are like it's like
0: he averaged like four hundred ninety four passing yards indoors. So I mean, he could go bananas here. I, I like a lot for, uh, like for DFS purposes, I think going with like Matthew Stafford and Kenny Galladay, who are cheap in a game that I think they're just going to have to throw it around. I don't know. I don't know that I per, like personally love the over because I think the defense, the defense for Detroit's really good. Um, and I'm probably too scared to take the Lions plus six and a half, but I think the line does stink a little bit. Um, I don't, I don't mind your over there at 54, Pete. Uh, Matthew Stafford's been pretty good this year, by the way.
1: He has been pretty good this year, by the way. uh Patrick Mahomes is the best thrower of the football I've ever seen since Dan, I've seen since Dan Marino, wow. the best, and that's saying something. Because I I, I, I love Rodgers and what he's done. I love watching Peyton with his cerebral approach to it and Breeze's accuracy, and even you know guys over the years, but he's the best thrower of the football that I've seen. So
2: how do you defend him? Like if you're on the other side, like what do you do to slow him down just a little bit?
1: I think you have to go after him. I think, and, and everybody sits there. Like, how many, think about this for a second. How many busts have we seen in the first three games against them? Busts. Wide open guy. Hardman was wide open. Watkins was wide open in week one. We see all these busts. That tells me that you get too caught up in what you're doing in coverage wise instead of going after them. I think the best way to play them is to go after them. Hit them. And attack him, but most people are fearful. You're going to give up the big play. You're giving up the big play anyway, so I'd go hit him. I'd yeah, go. Might hit him as well try to you know right. get there and get there in time. And shake him
2: up a little bit. Correct. Lower his eyes because if you stands there
1: going fifty yard passes, if he times. stands there, you're going to bust. He's finding that guy, and if you play soft zone, he's just going to pick your part. And look and how good they've looked, and they really haven't had Tyreek Hill. No, it's amazing. It's
0: amazing. I mean, I, mean
1: I think it's you say since Marino, I would say he's already better than Marino. Uh, please stop with that. It's 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 a it's a year and two three games. So you can if Arena was playing right now, the way the rules are, he'd have twenty five hundred yards and fourteen touchdowns in three games. He's he, I mean, the guy processed information so fast, and his release was as quick as can be. And he had two little guys playing wide receiver. That I mean, one was chubby, and the other one could run. Come on, Arena would be uh, in, with the rules the way they were. Through for five thousand yards. Think about that.
0: Stop
1: it! I know you got Uh, me. You got me. Yeah, no, it's fine. It was Debo's idea.
0: Uh, The um, I I can't, I can't. The let me ask you this, there, Pete, about with Mahomes because there's been a lot. I've heard this a lot that people believe there. People are starting to say Mahomes is. I don't want to say the greatest quarterback of all time because that's he's in a second third year you know you just can't be there you, and you don't have a super bowl win but people are saying and we talked about this with brady like there's a, a movement it's like Mahomes is play, the, playing the best level of quarterback we've seen in 20 to 25 years and he might be the most athletic
1: athletically gifted quarterback do you think that's a fair assessment or are we too early on it it's i mean he's playing great football and how do you You just ask it. how do you stop him so but again you got to go back and the rules are different now. I mean, guys are running free. It's easy to protect the quarterback. You can't hit him. It's a different game. Marino had to stand in there and get blasted because the receivers were getting mugged on the outside. So, but to answer your question, it's phenomenal. And and to you, your question is great. How do you stop him? If it's me, I'm going to hit him. Mm-hmm. And if he hits me a couple times, so what? He's going to hit you anyways. Nice. I don't know why teams are afraid to do it.
2: You got to get there. You got to get an arm on, you know, on his arm. You know, if you're bringing the pressure, get him a ball to bounce up in the air, get a turnover. You probably shouldn't have had because he's just not going to give you free turnovers. So and the
1: line isn't good. The line's not, you know, with no Fisher there, left tackle, and because Cam Irvin stinks, the inside guys aren't very good. So I think you they can lost, hit them. They lost Mitch Morrison in the offseason. Yeah, and Writer's just okay, center. and and the doctor from Canada is is okay. Duvernay, did you put that on his jersey? The yeah. Doctor from the Canada. doctor from Canada, and the left guard's just average at best. The Schwartz is really good, but I mean, seriously, I'd hit him. Box it Rams.
0: Rams minus nine and a half over under. Forty-nine, a substantial over-under for two teams that have improved on defense and haven't been that great on offense. Uh, Pete, what do you think about that game?
1: I know where he's going because we talked about it already, but I, I'm going the other way. I, I like the Rams in this game. I do not like the Bucks. I think the defense had their two games, and now they became who they were last week. They were bad on defense last week. Made Daniel Jones look like a star. I think this is the week that Goff gets his offense going, uh, against that defense, long trip. Uh, yeah, nine and a half. Again, i call me Chalky P because I was Chalky last week, but I'm going to be Chalky. Off doesn't have quite
2: the mobility of Daniel Jones, and that really made a difference in that game. Him running around and picking up touchdowns. Lines
1: better though. Line.
2: Well, yeah, <laughs> you're not going to get much worse than what, what the, the Giants got better. On the that. Giants haven't playing the D's surprisingly good in Tampa. third in yards per rush attempt, 15 in net yards per pass attempt. Offense is coming off a good game, but they've yet to fully click. We thought they were going to be much better just based on what we saw last year with that talent, and they haven't got. Rams
1: defense is playing much better though.
2: Rams defense is playing well. They also have gotten a few like breaks. You know, they got to play you know half of, of Teddy Bridgewater uh, when Breeze went down and Bridgewater wasn't ready to come in that game. They got to play an ugly Cleveland line. So the Rams have gotten a little bit lucky with who they played. Um, I do like Bucks plus nine and a half as a best bet. Uh, one of the reasons is the spot. The Rams have to play at Seattle on Thursday, and that's been a bad spot for teams early in the season. Where these big these these home favorites, when they have a road Thursday game coming up, they do surprisingly poorly. So I think you're getting a lot of value here. There could be some look ahead with the Rams having to travel. In, in a if big they
1: weren't playing there. on Thursday night, would you take the nine? And a half? It'd just be a stay.
2: It'd probably be a stay away. Yeah. But I would think about it. I mean, I, I do think you're giving a, showing a little bit of disrespect to the Bucks here. You know, this game's probably seems little bit more like seven seven and a half to me and then you throw in the spot that's why it's a best bet
1: for me
0: pete now i believe you had the over as a best bet
1: i like the over a lot yeah that is one of my that is one of my best bets.
0: did you say you like the over the buccaneers rj sorry
1: rj i like i like the bucks plus nine is my yeah he likes the the bucks plus nine is his best nine and a half is his best bet i like like the over but i also like the raider the the rams in the game i'm not making it a best bet but i like the rams
0: okay all right but sorry we, we we don't have a consensus on that one i like i I I I would lean over and lean Buccaneers if I was picking that nine and a half is a lot. It feels like, I mean, they were up twenty eight ten on them. They were stomping the Giants. I mean, they were stomping them, and their defense has been better. And they sort of let up. It kind of felt like Bruce Arians went into halftime of that game, I mean, and
1: they played a one arm. They played quarterback with a bad foot and couldn't throw the ball in week two. I mean, Cam Newton was awful that mm-hmm. day. So, I, look, I, I I like I. I think the defense is getting better. The young players are playing better. I just don't think it's there yet. And I think the Rams are going to expose it this week. That's me. But I hope it goes up and down because my, my best bet is the over. Okay. Well, uh, no consensus
0: there. Let's move along. Oh, that is the end of your best bet. So wait, what are we, all right. Well, uh, let's get your best bet. Yeah, I don't even. have 12 of them a week like you two do. <laughs> Five of them. That's a lot. How many more can you do?
1: How many do you have?
0: I think I have five. I've had five a week, right?
1: R R.J. R.J. has been way heavy. Uh, I have like seven or eight. Yeah,
0: <laughs>
2: had more he last. More. Week he did have more last week. Seven or eight. I don't know. He's talking about five a week. I like the. Yeah,
0: You were
1: five one and one, so you had seven guys. last week.
0: I liked the card last week. I won. I went eleven and five or whatever on my in my picks league.
1: R.J.'s right. You're lying again. What do you mean I'm lying? You you said I have five a week. You had you had seven last week. I mean, I probably average five. How many? What's your
0: record? Can you put the records back up there, Pete? Put the records is, back
1: up. I want to see your record. I want to see how pitiful I am, but I want to see your record. Because I don't... I don't, RJ. Hold on. He's had a minimum oh, of
0: five like And making great audio, too. Five, you got five, 17,
2: points. so you're over five a week. Yeah, you're five, five, <laughs> and seven. So.
0: All right, so I'm averaging six and a half a
1: week. What do you want from me? <laughs> but that's not five! <laughs> <laughs>
0: 17 divided by three. That's <laughs> 5.7 a week. What do you want from me? It's close
1: enough. To <laughs> five. I'm trying to
0: pick five, and if I like a few more, I throw them in there. 12, four and one of the season. These are the, these are white
1: hot. By the way, if it keeps going this way, I'm going to pick about 16 of them. I'm
0: <laughs> yeah, out there and see what happens. Um, all right, go back to Pete's best bets. If you don't mind the control room, if you could wipe, so you could be seeing this magic on you on YouTube and not youtubecom
1: so be a Sports. Pete, give us your best bets. Buffalo plus seven. They have a chance to win the game. Uh, I also like the under in that game, even though it's not one of my best bets. Uh, Jack, Jacksonville, I think they win that game. You're going to give me three. Cleveland plus six and a six-and-a-half field goal game for me. Love the over in the Chiefs-Lions game and love the over in the Rams-Bucks uh, game. By the way, you notice how I'm not laying any points in those situations like I did last week when I was the chalky Prisco. I'm not doing that again.
0: You loved playing points beat. last week.
1: No, it, yeah, I told you, I hated it, and it came back and it bit me.
0: Hey, all right, so what are we going to do with this parlay then? Because we only have one bet, the Bills plus seven and a half.
1: Well, do you have any? You guys have any best bets that you agree on? And if you do, then I'm, I'll let you know, and I'll tell you if we can put it in or not. How about that? Um, do you like the Cowboys at the Saints? Yes, I oh, do. All right,
0: here we go. Let's just do that game real quick. You got time, Pete? Got time. Yeah, I got time. Cowboys minus two and a half at the Saints over under 47 and a half. What do you think? RJ? Go ahead,
1: RJ. I'll let you start.
0: I love the Cowboys.
2: I think that New Orleans win was fraudulent. I keep harping on it. You teams, do. You said that about twelve times this week already. Teams are two in fifty. <laughs> That's fifty-two games. They're two in fifty straight up since two thousand seven. With that two hundred seventy yards and five hundred yards split, uh, New Orleans had two hundred sixty-five yards of offense, gave up five hundred fifteen yards of defense. So Saints home field has been overrated the last few years. I think Teddy's gonna have to step up big time to keep up with the Dallas offense. That's really good. Um, Dallas offense ranks number two in net yards per attempt, number four in yards per rush, number three in points per drive. It's, Top 5 rankings, you know, in a ton of categories with them. D's also excellent, and they haven't played anybody, so I'm not going to spit out all the actual stats. Uh, but they've rushed for 200 yards plus yards twice. New Orleans ranks 28th in yards per rush allowed, so that's a key factor there for me. And then Dallas is seven two and one against the spread on prime time since the start of 2017, twelve and four straight up since the start of 2016. We obviously know 2016 is the the Zeke you know era that started. So this team knows how to play on prime time. I'm not worried about them going into New Orleans where the home field hasn't been great, and I think this Nor- this Cowboys team is much better than the Saints with Teddy Ridgewater. So Two-and-a-half, I was hoping this, this would happen once the Saints won that game fraudulently. Again, I'll say that word again. Um, and for the 16th was, time. And it would drop to two-and-a-half from three, and it did. So I'm, I'm definitely throwing two-and-a-half as a best bet from
1: with You know what? Throw this in my best bet pool, too, because I'm with him. I, I think exactly the same way you do. Remember, uh Lyle Collins got destroyed by Cam Jordan the last time they played. He just abused him. He's playing the best of any offensive lineman on that group. They're going to protect... Dak, they're going to run the ball. They're going to do what they want. And I'm not a big believer in Teddy Bridgewater. Normally at home, you sit there and say, hey, Drew Brees at home. He's going to light up the sky. I don't think Teddy can do that in this game. Uh, I'm with you. I like the Cowboys. Make it a best bet for me, too.
0: That's one of my best bets, too. I think the Cowboys are an awesome team. I just think they're a really good team. And Teddy Bridgewater didn't throw one pass more than 10 yards down the field. I mean, credit to Sean Payton and credit to the defense and credit to the special teams. For, uh, creating a fraudulent 14 points. Oh, it was
1: fraudulent. No <laughs> question. <laughs> no, Word I mean, of the like, day, fraudulent.
0: I mean, look, I get it. You get up, you get up with a lead. Your defense is playing really well and you, you make sure that Teddy isn't going to have to do anything that he's going to be uncomfortable with. That's going to cause him to potentially turn the ball over. Well, they're not doing that in, in Dallas. Dak Prescott is comfortable. They're protecting for him. He's got tons of weapons. They're running the ball well. I think Saints defense is one of the, one of the sneaky better defenses in the league. Um, they actually are not ranked that highly. They're not. They're
1: not playing that well.
0: Maybe. So maybe, well, but I mean, like a bunch of the the stuff they gave up to Russell Wilson was, dare I say, garbage
1: time. It was garbage time.
2: Fraudulent. But then, you know, Houston. Runs up and down the field on them, right. you know, back and forth, and they gave up two huge plays at the end of that game, and Houston got back in it. So, I mean, they're they're
1: they're not they're not they're not they're that not locking good. down the big plays. No, they're not that good.
0: Zero oh, and five against the spread in their last five home games for the Saints. One and seven in their last eight games overall. That one game being against the Seahawks. That's not a uh, not ideal. All right, um, let's get. Your we need tank. one more.
1: We need one more
0: game for the parlay, I know, like I the think, under on Monday night. You know, no, 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 hold on. I think I know which way Pete will go here. Seahawks minus five and a half at the Cardinals over under forty eight. Pete, what do you no, like? No, because
1: you're you're wrong. Because I know I I like the Seahawks and I think RJ okay. likes the other side in this. All right, one,
0: all right so. we'll all right, hold on. We'll go to a different game then. I, I'm with Colts. Like
2: you like Colts minus six and a half? Yes.
0: Brinson Colts minus six and a half? No. You can tell me to do it. Sure. It's gonna be percent. All right. I'll do it. All right. All right so that's Breakout. our three. Colts minus six and a half over under forty five.
2: Yeah, Raiders D is bad. KC threw all over him. Minnesota ran all over him. So I don't know what they do well. You know, they get, they get beat up two different ways. Quality offense can do what they want to do. And Indy has a quality offense with Jacoby Brissett, you know, great running game early in the season. He's been able to throw the ball and keep up. They're fifth in points scored per drive, six in yards per rush, two big games on the road in the, in that three. So, and then the other, the home game was against a pretty solid team too. So Colts D isn't as strong as it was last year, but the Raiders are 29th in points scored. They should have been better versus versus Kansas City. didn't happen. In, in, Indy's injuries worry me. T. Y. Hilton, Darius Leonard, Pierre Dezier weren't practicing this week. Uh, but what pushes it over the edge is Raiders have to go to London next week. You know, I like to look at what's coming up on the schedule. And they've been on the road. They're, they're going to be on the road for the, you know the next month. And then they have a quote unquote home game in London coming up. So they got to go straight from Indy across the pond and go play in play in London. That's got to be a concern for them too. This line ticked down from seven for the contest. It got to six and a half, and that's when I knew I was going to take the Colts six and a half.
1: I'm with you. I think the Colts, the, the back-to-back road games is tough enough. When you're a young team, it makes it even tougher. And this is a young football team, the Raiders. I don't think they can handle this. Uh, and the, you're right. They got to go to London. This is ugly. Uh, 10 points. I think they win by 10. Easy. So yeah. I remember
0: in, John, remember, uh, <coughs> excuse me, remember last year, John Gruden, when they went to uh, Oakland, he, or when they went to uh, London, I think they were playing the Bears in London. Is that right? Are they playing the that Bears this year? Anyway, he was like, Man, I get I get like crazy anxiety every time I have to travel more than like a you know mile and a half in an airplane. Drives me nuts. How do
1: you think his team feels?
0: Yeah. Uh. Well, on the the road. I don't know how they played last year. On the road, the Raiders since John Gruden took over, uh, they have never covered as a road favorite. Which, my God, why would they road favorites in any situation with John Gruden? What's the road
1: dog? What's the road dog record? Four and ten
0: against the spread
1: since John Gruden. Because they're not a good football team either.
0: They're not good. They're not good. This is a bad, this
1: is a bad situation for them. This is a bad, tough situation.
0: They're two and 12 on the road. They're just not going to win this game. And I think the way that they play on defense with Jonathan Abrams out, they're not going to be, they're not going to have anybody that can stuff the run as much. I like Marlon Mack to have a big old day in this. By
1: the way, that's another thing that we kind of lost sight of. You talk about them playing Seattle next week. Look at the Bucks schedule starting with this in the next month. It's the Bucks aren't home to like late November. And they got read their schedule. Read how it plays out, though. It's it's because I remember talking to Bruce Arians about it before the season. It was brutal, and the league actually apologized to him for this.
0: Oh my God, this is awful. Uh They're in Los Angeles this week for the Rams game. Then right. they're in New Orleans the next week for the Saints game. Then they're in London to play the Panthers at 9:30 a.m. Eastern time.
1: Home game. They, they, what's that? That's a home game a home, for them. It's like the Raiders. That's
0: technically a home right. game. Yes. Uh, then after their week
1: seven bye, Seattle, right? Don't they got Seattle?
0: At Tennessee in Nashville, so that's central time. Then they're at Seattle the week after that. And then they get, uh, Bruce's old team, the Cardinals on in week 10. It's, uh,
1: and the league actually thought, you know what they did? They thought the game, when they did the schedule, they thought the game in London was in Tampa. So they did the schedule like they were going to be in Tampa that oh, week, wait. not realizing they were in London.
0: They, has oh, he yeah. talked about that? I didn't, I remember hearing yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Tell you about that, or did he just say that, or like? No, he
1: he said that. He that's okay. he was told that. So, so
0: so so just to be clear, they had those two. Look at that. They had week nine at Seattle. Then you come home and you've got an emotional revenge game for Bruce Arians at home. Then in week eleven, you have a huge divisional game. Then you're on the road for two more weeks.
1: I mean, that's brutal. Is a
0: that schedule, schedule is just
1: schedule. brutal. It's brutal. You're
0: about to lose a lot of football games. Yep. Um. Okay. Uh. Yeah. But. Did it scare you
1: off them this week at all, RJ? Nope. Mike, you like them more?
0: No, I mean, they were at home last week.
1: It's, yeah. by know.
0: the way, you know, the Raiders, uh, not, not a whole lot better guys. Raiders are at the Colts, right? And they just played at the Vikings and got stuffed. They're facing right. stuff. They're at the Colts. Then they get the Bears in London. It is in London, right? Yeah. Yes. Then after their bye week at Green Bay and then at Houston. So their next yeah. home game is November third.
1: Yeah, they're they're toast. They're Goodbye, toast. Right. I mean, they weren't good anyways, but they're done. So it's not like they're is because yeah. this this some stretch Raiders coming up.
0: on Twitter, bet me, he's like, he's like, I, he was making fun of my Vikings Super Bowl pick. I was like, listen, buddy, if the Vikings lose, I was like, if the Raiders win more games than the Vikings. I'll print this tweet out and eat it. I was like, will you do the same? And he agreed to do it. So we'll see if he actually. Well, they're not losing up.
1: more. The Vikings aren't going to lose more games than the Raiders. Mm-hmm. That's a definite. But they also aren't going to the Super Bowl.
0: <laughs> uh, maybe not. Who knows?
1: Uh, all right, Brinson, I gotta run.
0: All right, Pete. Uh, I will see you on Sports Line shortly.
1: You will. That's
0: right. I will. And apparently I'll see you in the pregame too. Just found that out. Uh, literally, one second. Are you ago.
1: in the pregame too? Okay, good.
0: Maybe. We'll see. Uh, we're gonna take a break, and when we come back, RJ and I will rip through the rest of the games. But just a reminder that parlay, Bills plus seven and a half, Cowboys minus two and a half, Colts minus six and a half. See ya, Pete.
2: Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
0: All right. Time to dive into the rest of the games. RJ, Pete has disappeared. I like how Pete leaves and we just kind of soldier on bravely. How do you, uh, you,
2: how- you take, you take the, the small moments you get with him and then you cherish them forever.
0: Uh, all right, we squeeze in a couple, so we'll try and run through these correctly. Um, and by the way, you missed it before the break. Bills plus seven and a half or seven, Cowboys minus two and a half. Colts minus six and a half. That's the pick six parlay this week. Redskins at Giants, Giants minus three. The New York football Giants in the, to paraphrase one of our old friends in the year of our Lord 2019 are favored by three points. RJ over under 49 and a half. Uh, what say you here? Yeah,
2: Daniel Jones was awesome in his first game, but you know losing Saquon is huge for that offense. Uh, can Daniel Jones do it all himself? I think they can still score points. Washington's 31st in points allowed per drive, and they did not look good against another bad offense and with Mitchell Trubisky at the helm. Uh, but that offense did look good for Washington those first two games before they dud last week. Uh, Keenum was back at a full practice on Thursday, which alleviates some of the concerns I have. That's why uh, with Keenum back, I'm making Washington plus three at best bet. The uh, Giants' D is not Chicago, so Washington, I think, is going to go back to having success like they did their first two games. Against a good Eagles team and a good uh, Cowboys team, uh, the, the Giants' D's thirty-first in net yards per pass attempt, thirty in points, thirtieth in points allowed. Uh And then you look at the home field. The Giants haven't shown that they deserve three points for home field. So most people will look at this line and they would say, well, they consider these two teams even, and the Giants get three points for home field. That's why the line's what it is. I only give the Giants one and a half points, maybe two for home field. So I think this Washington team from weeks one and two is clearly the better team. And for this line to make sense for me, the Giants would have to clearly be a better team. So I think we're getting good value here. I think if the Giants win, it will be by three. And I think more than likely we're going to get the cover. So best bet for Washington for me.
0: Yeah, I had initially sort of leaned towards, um, the Giants and, uh, I think it's a probably in my, probably in my picks for the, the picks that I did on Tuesday night. And the more I started thinking about it, this isn't, Washington's not going to be a best bet for me, but I think I'm going to move back to Washington. Uh, I think they have a coaching advantage. The idea that the Giants are favored by anybody without Saquon Barkley is ludicrous. I do, I mean, how much do you worry about the fact that Case Keenan, I mean, like if what happens to Dwayne Haskins place? What, does this line do with Dwayne
2: Hastings? Yeah, I was worried when, um, when he missed practice, Keenum missed practice on Wednesday, but he was back to a full practice on Thursday. So it okay. seemed like okay. e- even though they listed it as the foot injury, it, it, seems like it's more of a rest thing. You know, yes, his foot is hurt, but we need to give him a rest. Cause if you go from not practicing at all to a full practice one day later, how, how bad is that injury actually? So I think Keenum's going to be fine to play the game. Uh, Colt McCoy did get two full practices in as well. You, you know that he obviously knows this offense. He's spent a lot of time in Washington. So. So if they don't want to put Haskins in, should Keenum get hurt, McCoy should be able to come in and, you know, handle his business because he has a lot of experience in this offense. So I'm not that much worried about Keenum's health at this point.
0: Yeah. One other thing too, like, I'm not sure people fully grasp this, but despite throwing multiple interceptions, three of them on Monday night against the best, what is well, one of the, what we say the best defensive football. We think the bears are the best defensive football. One they of the three
2: were best. last year. So, I mean,
0: you're going to have to what, take that crown Randy, from them and. The best, the best defense left from last year and one of the five best defenses out of, in football right now, the way that they played so far. Uh, despite throwing those three interceptions, despite fumbling twice, fumbling three times and losing two fumbles, uh, the Washington offense is still 12th in DVOA through three weeks. Um, they are the number eight team in terms of passing offense. Case Keaton is playing really well. And if he gets out there and he can play with Terry McLaurin, there's no one on this Giants defense that can stop them. They are terrible. In terms of in terms of pass defense, they I mean they cannot slow down anyone. They are uh, the thirty first ranked pass defense by DVOA, twenty fourth against the run. I, I just think Jay Gruden knows he's coaching for his job, and I might like them as a live dog here as well. I take the over though, because I don't think Washington's slowing anyone either. That's one of my best bets. It's it's gotten up to forty nine and a half. I think that's a lot of points, but I still think it goes over. You have a lean on that at all?
2: Uh, I'm staying away from the total. It's just with two teams that have played this poorly, anything can go wrong. You know, you get turnovers on on your on their side of the field, so you're you're giving up points that you should be able to score at least some field goals. And then who knows, maybe the game ends up at 46 instead of you know the 53 you thought it was going to be. So I I just stay
0: away from me. Redskins seven and zero against the spread in their last seven games, following a double digit loss at home. Uh, Giants one seven and one against the spread in their last nine games. The under is the la is thirteen and three in the last sixteen meetings in New York if you're interested in the trends. Panthers, my Kyle Allen, my friend Kyle Allen at the Texans. Texans minus four and a half over under forty seven and a half. I don't think this hadn't happened often this year, RJ, but we are uh head to head here.
2: Yeah, we're head-to-head head on best bets. Uh, the look-ahead line was 5.5, Texans minus 5.5. Then Kyle Allen looked good, dropped to 4.5 for the Super Contest. It's down to 4 on Thursday. Um, for me, I think that's why you go best bet Texans. You know, it's a big game from Kyle Allen. That Carlin's defense is trash. I think the line should be Houston minus 7 here. Um, well, Allen looked that good on the road in back-to-back games against presumably a better defense. I'm not going to say that the Texans are a great defense, but they've certainly played pretty well. And then their offense is top 10 in points per drive despite playing some good defenses. New Orleans, Jacksonville, the Chargers, so, you know, they, they're actually performing pretty well on offense. Houston injury reports pretty clean. Tunsil was limited on Wednesday, but then he came back and had a full practice on Thursday. So there's not really anything to worry about on the Houston injury report. Carolina missing several guys on defense. You know, they're I think Irvin did return to practice on Thursday, but then they lost, you know, another guy said, I think Dante Jackson missed practice with an injury. So you add that to Kwan short and all the other injuries. Um, it's, it's just seems like the value here, especially if you're getting minus four for the Texans, uh, like you are on Thursday. And let's just assume the line stays that way on Friday when people are listening to this, uh, you're getting good value on the Texans here because I think for the Panthers to be able to be make sense on this line of plus four, Kyle Allen's going to have to be the guy he showed last week. And uh if he's that good, then maybe it's what, minus three at the worst. You give Texans the three point for the home field. Um, there's not a lot of wiggle room there for finding value on the Panthers for me. I think the other situation where Kyle Allen isn't quite as good as he showed, maybe he was an undrafted free agent for a reason and he's not, you know, a, a top 20 quarterback in this league like he, he looked last week. Uh, that's where you're getting value on the Texans because they should win
0: by a touchdown at least at that point? It's entirely possible. Um, the, the, the thing that concerns me on this is actually how well the Texans' offensive line played last week. They actually looked good. I mean, um, they had the uh, uh, Max Sharping and uh, Titus Howard. Is that right? Yeah, Max Sharping yeah. and Titus Howard moved around, and then Laramie Tunsil playing well. So if they figured out the offensive line – Yikes! This team might be pretty good. I don't think the secondary is great though, and I think that they can. I think the Panthers and North Turner can cook something up to make Kyle Allen look good. I think this could end up being a shootout, actually, uh, in that in that dome. Um, yes, the Kyle Allen factor is a little concerning. There's tape on him. They didn't have that last week. I still, I still like, uh, I still like the Panthers here. I will take the four and a half. I think they can keep it close, and I wouldn't be surprised at all if they won the game. If the offensive line does not play well, then to me, you can look at a situation where. That defensive line does the same thing that they did against Arizona last week and just bully around uh, a mobile quarterback, getting a lot of pressure on him. Kawan short injured, so that could be a problem. But I, I like the Panthers here. Um, don't like it that you like the Texans, however. Chargers minus 15 and a half. That line's coming down. Steam headed towards the Dolphins somehow. Uh, Chargers minus 15 and a half on the road in Miami, over under 44. The Chargers streak of being absolutely craptastic. In September continues. They are one eight and two against the spread in their last eleven games in September. I hate you, Chargers. The Dolphins are zero and six against their spread in the last in their last six games. And the under thirteen and one in their last fourteen meetings between these two teams. The Chargers also zero four against the spread in their last four meetings in Miami. It's a long flight, RJ. You biting on this uh this Miami line again? I know you. This is your 2016 Browns. I told you that in week
1: one.
2: Yeah, well, I've been staying away. I liked them in week one. I stayed away the last two weeks because they're playing good teams. Chargers aren't a good team right now, so I'm going to be the sucker that takes 15 and a half with the Dolphins. They're not going to lose every game by 30. I don't care how bad they are. Teams just don't do that. The worst point differential in the league was that that Bucks team that went 0 and 14 and averaged basically like 20, getting beat by like 20 point, you know, five points per game. Uh, so there's some closer games in that, and I don't see why that can't happen with the Chargers. They just haven't looked good enough to earn this respect. They could easily be 0 and three six Chargers players miss practice to start the week including some key guys on offense along with casey Hayward, along with their kicker miami got rashad jones back at practice that should help slow the bleeding and miami has a buy ahead in week five and so this is where you give it all to change the narrative and say we've been a laughing stock for three weeks we're going to get a week off coming up. You know, if you guys want to have any, any restful, you know, sleep and, and, and feel good about yourselves, you better play well in this game and keep this game close and hopefully even win the game. Although I don't know how much stock you can put into that. So the Miami offense, when you watched that game back last week was better with Rosen. It wasn't great, but it was still better. Uh, this line, I think is five points too high. It should be 10 and a half, 11. And I think that's giving the Chargers enough respect they deserve for how they've played. And you said they're a bad September team as well. So we're just getting a ton of value here in the Dolphins. I don't know how you don't take it
0: yeah you know what i looked i was making picks in a picks league uh earlier and it's the it's the podcast league which is like they're like hundreds and maybe thousands of people still in it we didn't even really announce it we screwed that up but people are still playing in it uh and then for whatever reason that league shows percentages and there's a like the majority of people are picking the dolphins in this spot isn't that surprising to you or is that, well, how can you lay this many points with the Chargers? They don't have them look
2: good. Like they went into Detroit and get, scored how many points? 13, 10 or 13 points in Detroit? Six,
0: right, the Action Network has 60% of the bets are on the Dolphins. 67% of the money is on the Dolphins. What is happening? you tell me the Chargers can't go down there and run 50 straight runs and just curb stomp this team? Why can't they do that?
2: you, you got to figure they'll be probably be ready for it. I don't know. It's just – Chargers haven't been scoring points. So why, why are we thinking that they're just going to come in and all of a sudden be, look like the Cowboys, look like the, the Patriots just going to roll up to 30, 40, 50 points. Uh, I don't see it happening. Even if they get to 24, you know, all Dolphins need to do to sc- cover at that point is get a touchdown. So, or, or, uh, 10 points, you know, and with the way Rosen looked, I, I don't see why that's not possible.
0: Yeah. And that the other thing too is like this could be a Super Bowl type game for them because they're, you know, like let's say the Dolphins score first and score early. I mean, then all of a sudden you're locked into a cover. Or you might be talking me into this one. I didn't have the, I didn't have the anything on this as a best bet, but you might be talking me into the Dolphins. Now because
2: it's the Dolphins, I'm not putting it as a best bet. I'm just putting it as a lean. So right. I'm not, I'm not going to throw harder earned money against the Dolphins. But you're talking about picks. What, the league. What, what would
0: it have to get to for you to take the Chargers? Ten?
2: Mm, nine and a half, ten. probably nine and a half. I mean, Okay. When I set my line, you know, I have my numbers to where I do the power ratings and see what the line should be. My line in this game is Chargers minus eleven, and just because they haven't looked quite as good, I'd want to take it probably at least ten. But you know, nine and a half I'd be a lot, but feel better about. So of people thinking that, like maybe tease them, tease them down to nine and a half. Yeah, I don't know. It's a road team with that many points. I don't think so. I'm mean, even doing that because who knows how you know the Dolphins. Like I said, it could be that you said it's going to be their Super Bowl. They got a bye coming. They, up. They, you
0: could, know. they could win this game if the Chargers went down there and pooped their pants and lost this game. Nothing would surprise me. It's September. It's the Chargers. Everybody's pumped. They got Melvin Gordon back. They're busy worrying about that. They're doing what is was it Thursday night? They're doing Melvin Gordon, Melvin's Gordon back press conferences. How about you go practice and get ready for the game and study some film of the Dolphins team, Anthony Lynn, it, and it's in the Miami
2: heat where uh you know a couple of years ago they started shading the miami side of the field and leaving the other players out in the heat <laughs> so the la you know they go the carson chargers are used to having good uh good uh weather we no matter what they're gonna have to deal with that miami heat so it gets up to 85 90 who knows they're, you know they could stifle in the second half and we get this cover
0: all right uh titans at the falcons falcons minus four over under 45 and a half which team needs it more, RJ?
2: My lean would be to the Titans. The Falcons have struggled with turnovers. they got seven turnovers. Uh, Titans only have one, so they know how to at least protect the ball, even though they haven't looked that dynamic on offense. The Falcons' defense got three turnovers in their only win, so if Tennessee does protect the ball, I think the Falcons are going to struggle to score points if they're not getting that short field, no matter how their offenses look good. Titans' D has played well thus far. they ranked eighth in points allowed per drive. Titans got that mini-buy after getting their butts kicked on Thursday, so um, that's going to help them having a little bit extra preparation and rest, and Tennessee has the coaching advantage here. I'm not that all impressed with the Atlanta staff wouldn't be surprised if they make a coaching change before the end of the year um so because of that I I liked it better when it started at four and a half and I was hoping or maybe five that's what I was hoping to get for the contest now that it's down to four I'm probably not going to play it in the contest but my lean would be to the Titans
0: I would uh go Titans here too I don't think I took anything Falcons are bad they lost Keanu Neal they don't have a lot of offensive line help uh Tennessee can get pressure on them Tennessee's got a good secondary. And, uh, the only thing that would make me lean towards the Falcons here, I mean, look at this. He's, they're dropping like flies. I mean, they're just not healthy. Dan Quinn's getting fired. It's just the end of the story. Um, the only thing is like, they are so desperate for this win that they may show up at home. And t- I mean, I just think people are going to be off of Tennessee at, at, given how bad they look. So I'll, I'll, I'll take Tennessee as well. Seahawks minus five and a half at the Cardinals over under 48. We both have a best bet here. Who you got?
2: My best bet is the Cardinals plus five and a half. I think that's too much. Uh, it's not a great role for Seattle, the role they're playing right now when there are road favorites of three or higher in the division. They're four, eight and one against the spread since 2012. So if they have to lay a bunch of points in a divisional game, uh, you know, they, they don't, they struggle and they couldn't cover in either such spot last year. They were at Arizona again in week four last year at San Francisco in week 15. Both of those were close wins. They didn't cover the spread. Um, Seattle's the more banged up team going into this one, particularly on defense. I think Arizona is going to be able to score points. That offense looks like it's getting better and better as as the year progresses um arizona as a team isn't as bad as expected two and one against the spread the offense has been solid particularly running the ball and that's everybody focused on cliff kingsbury coming out he's going to throw the ball over the place with that offense but they've actually been pretty solid running the ball and it's taking some pressure off the offensive line uh the look at headline for this was seattle minus three what changed in this game like what what's what's the thing that pushed it up a couple points i don't see it's not like seattle won their game last week even though they played well um the only thing that I can see is that Seattle is great after a loss. They're 23 10 and two against the spread since 20 and 12. But, you know, we talked about that Thursday game. They got a bad spot with the Rams on, on Thursday night football. They're not a team that, that looks ahead. So I don't think that they're going to be caught off guard here, but I don't see why Arizona just can't play well at home and get, get it, have a big game against Russell Wilson here and uh, keep this game close.
0: Yeah. I like the, uh, I like the over here. I think this is a, a shootout situation. The Seahawks defense is bad. They, um, look at that. They're bad. They're not good. And they don't, uh, you know, they don't might not give up any rushing yards. They're going to give up some passing yards. Arizona secondary is still a disaster. I think we end up seeing um fifty plus points in this game. The only concern, I guess, I would have is if uh, the Seattle went up like twenty-one nothing early and then just went into clamp down mode and, and ran the ball a ton, which which is entirely possible. Um, but I I I would probably lean with the Cardinals here too. I do I do think that Kingsbury can scheme up some like the the the. I don't think the Seahawks will get to him as effectively as the Panthers did. And I think everyone, I don't, I don't know if they'll be expecting the Seahawks to stroll in and win. This is a divisional game. They got to play well. So I will take, uh, I will take the, uh, the Cardinals there. Lean the Cardinals and we'll take the over as one of my best bets. Vikings at Bears. Bears minus one and a half. Mm. Over under 38.
2: Yeah. I think it's two on the market, but then, uh, the contest line came out and that's what we use for these and it's one and a half of. What's that? It
0: opened at three, by the way.
2: Open at three. It's been moving down, and this shows that Westgate thinks it's going to keep moving down because they try to anticipate where the move's coming before Sunday. Um, so I don't think there's any question that the Vikings are the better overall team, but I do not trust Kirk Cousins on the road against an elite defense. Chicago's going to take away the run. They're a great defensive team. They can do that. Then what? Kirk Cousins has to beat you with his arm. Um, Minnesota's sixth in net yards for pass attempt, but 32nd in pass attempt. So they look good on the efficiency numbers, but it's because they haven't had to throw the ball. They just hand it off. Every game, you know, those two win, wins that they had, they just kept hanging it off and they were easy to win the game. The reason I'm only going to lean Bears minus one and a half is that Chicago has yet to reach 300 yards of offense. That's not good, and you're playing a good defense here. Even at home, um, I'm not going to trust that offense to, like, light up the scoreboard or anything. So this is going to be a low-scoring game. A defensive touchdown could decide it either way. And and if I went best bet Bears here, I would be grumbling when the Vikings get a defensive touchdown and win the game. Uh, so I'm just going to lean to the Bears, um, but it's going to be a low-scoring game. That 38 looks like a low number. but i think it probably comes under that total too
0: why don't we throw the why don't we do a 10 team teaser 10 10 point teaser vikings under bears uh, vikings bears under bills patriots under and uh and and jaguars broncos under uh sure let's do it all right let's do that can be the pick six pick whatever our teaser of the week you know but you don't like teasing totals but that's not a bad teaser right
2: it should be fine. I mean, if you're getting 10 points for a total, um I don't see why that won't hit cuz, you know, there's a lot of bad offenses here, but you know, defensive touchdown here or there could uh could screw up your total
0: there, so who knows. Uh RJ's like, "Just I'll give you the teaser, man. Just shut yeah, up." Yeah, just the just team. do it. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> My best bet's the Vikings. I think um I know Kirk Cousins stinks on the road in a big spot. I know he's like Andy Dalton, like uh he's like uh, the Bud Heavy to Bud Light of Andy Dalton. He's like, you know, Andy Dalton Heavy or whatever it is. Uh, full flavor to Andy Dalton, if you will, and uh, the Bears are a really good defense, and that concerns me. I do think the Vikings' offensive line is very good running the ball, though, and I think they can establish a run. We saw them against an elite defense in the Packers on the road. They sh- they could have and should have won that game. Cousins messed himself. They got they were down 21, they still ran the ball and played defense and almost won that game. Trubisky's not going to do anything against their defense. Uh, I agree with you. I think th- I do not think there will be a lot of points. I think the Vikings get out of here with a win straight up in Chicago and avenge the, uh, the, the loss late last year that, that hurt them when it came to their playoff chances. So I got the Vikings as the best bet. Bengals at the Steelers, Steelers minus three and a half over under 44. Mason Rudolph, primetime Andy Dalton. Who you got?
2: What did I tell you at the beginning of this week? I told you to remind me of something.
0: Don't take Andy Dalton primetime.
2: Do not take Andy Dalton because I so want to take the Bengals here with how bad the Steelers looked on offense. But I can't possibly back Andy Dalton in primetime. Pittsburgh didn't deserve that cover. They got five turnovers. They some, some, somehow still lost the game. Um, so that, any re- realistic scenario, that game probably should have been, you know, 49ers by what, or, uh, um, lose that game by what, 14, 17, whatever there, so. Uh, Rudolph threw for less than a hundred yards. If you take out that Juju catch and run touchdown play. Um, so my best bet here is going to be the under, I want to fade both these quarterbacks. And I think the only way you do that is by taking the under. So uh, best bet is going to be under 44. And let's hope that there's not going to be a bunch of defensive
0: touchdowns and screw that up. Mm. Yeah. I, I might like that too. I don't think they're going to try and chuck a deep with Mason Rudolph. I, you know, I, I I'm starting to lean towards the Bengals more and more. The Steelers are bad. Why are Andy the Steelers? He's primetime. But Heath had a good point on the podcast yesterday. What if the Andy Dalton thing is not Andy primetime Andy Dalton? What if it was Andy Dalton coached by Marvin Lewis? Right. Like what if Zach Taylor can change that narrative?
2: Right. And I do I I think I might have put that in when I took this for sports on. I did, I did like the Bengals when it was four. And I think that might have been part of my narrative is, you know, Zach Taylor is unproven. You know, maybe he cooked something up under the primetime lights and, and all of a sudden this game's a little bit better than, than, a, they're a little bit better than we thought. So I wouldn't rule that out. The running game has been bad though. Steelers secondary, Steelers defense looked pretty good last week. So who knows? You know, I, I,
0: my, I'm playing a save and I'm just going to go with the under. Okay. I like that under too. I would lean that under too, but, um, I don't have a best bet on that. Let's look at our best bets for the week, though. Pete, do we, do, we put a, do we throw them all up? You do throw it up and I'll start talking. Pete's got Buffalo plus seven. Jacksonville plus three. Cleveland plus six and a half. Uh-oh. Pete, the underdog. Kansas City, Detroit over. Tampa Bay, Los Angeles over. And Dallas minus two and a half at New Orleans. Next up. RJ, why don't you tell us about your, whoa, that is a slate, RJ. You
2: like those, don't you? I had Houston minus four and a half against Carolina. Washington plus three at the Giants. Indy minus six and a half at home against Oakland. Tampa plus five and a half at the Rams. Arizona plus five and a half against Seattle at home. Dallas minus two and a half at New Orleans. Love that Bengals Steelers under 44 we were just talking about and love the Patriots Bills under 42 and a half.
0: Uh, and by the way, that's nine and a half, Tampa plus nine and a half, not five and a half, just nine and a half, right? I was reading ahead. You're fine. Um, my best bets, I only got, only have six of them right at my average. That's what I do six a week. Carolina plus four and a half at Houston, Dallas minus two and a half at New Orleans, Minnesota plus one and a half at Chicago, the Washington, uh, New York over 49 and a half, Patriots, Bills under 42 and a half, Seattle, Arizona over 48 and, uh, our parlay of the week, again, I don't know why I've said it nine times. Bills plus seven and a half, Cowboys minus two and a half, and, uh, the Colts minus six and a half. Anything else to add before we get out of here, Arjun?
2: All oh, sounds good to me. Sounds like a lot of winners.
0: Go to uh, sportsline.com, sign up, sportsline.com, oh, our 10 point teaser. Yeah. Jags, Bears, and Bills under 10 point teaser. Getting involved in a lot of, a lot of, we got a lot of, a lot of action. Lot of action. I know, okay. Check out, uh, I put up, put up my best bets. It'll be that list of games probably, but may throw in some more in there. Um, also do a Moneyline Underdog Parlay, and uh, we'll have some DFS stuff. Go to sportsline.com slash join. Use promo code WHITE to get the first month for a dollar, and you can see RJ's picks there as well as other experts. who can dish out uh, their picks and, and uh, subscribe. Check,
2: check, check out my uh, Wednesday article where I did an Underdog Moneyline Parlay, 140 to 1 if it comes in. I believe it's four teams. So go and check out which teams I like there. It's a Wednesday uh, betting tips article.
0: Whoa. I'm going to have to check that out. 140 to 1. Let's get Mm -hmm. weird. Does it involve the Mm -hmm. uh, offense? Uh, No, it doesn't involve at all. Good. All right. Uh, In the meantime, subscribe, rate, and review. Thank you, everybody, for leaving the five
1: stars. We'll do a mailbag soon. Talk to you guys later.